Good afternoon, Patriots, and it is Monday, April 18th in the year 2022, and the world, I think, has gone full retard. Everybody knows you never go full retard. You went full retard, man. Never go full retard. But they did, so what can I say? All right, Patriots, before we begin, you need to keep up your sleep. You need to do that well, so that's my pillow, and you also need to boost your immune system, and that's Expedition Coffee. We are surrounded by the stresses and the environmental issues that are challenging our immune systems. And keeping our immune systems strong is essential to maintaining a strong position in this fight. Expedition Coffee was designed specifically to not only give you that energy boost you need that will sustain you across the entire day, while boosting your immune system and help maintain a mental focus throughout the day. You can find Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, Expedition Coffee at ExpeditionCoffee.com. And there you'll also find a full range of products that are designed to work as a full health ecosystem, all designed to reclaim your personal health sovereignty. Those products include the Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal your gut. Leaky gut is one of the critical causes of sickness in our nation. You also have Immune XP, which is an immune booster based on pine cone extract with high levels of vitamin C. Earth, which is a nutrient powder, giving your body a full complement of nutrients you need. Just mix it with water, drink it like a shake, do that once a day. And Pure 47, one of the most refined silver extracts on the market that can isolate most of the pathogens that you'll encounter. The products on ExpeditionCoffee.com are all designed to give you back the strength in your immune system to not only endure the challenges to the immune system, but to dominate and to rise above to reclaim your true health sovereignty. So check out Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. Patriots, I can't stress enough the importance if you are not getting your gardens going and stocking up on food. I cannot stress this enough. Get busy. You're behind the times. This thing is getting very serious, and they're not playing around. And they are literally trying to move us to a point of what they call Holdemora, which is a word for starvation, and it's part of the plan of taking down a society. They have been delaying fertilizer deliveries to farmers. They've been, and that's the rail lines, have intentionally been delaying fertilizer deliveries to farmers. You have wheat that's being delayed to be delivered. You can't buy wheat seed right now on the market unless you know somebody. You have a supply chain issue that's leading to a limited supply of red meat. And they've been culling more chickens. Matter of fact, there was a farm this morning that they culled. And that is the, um, I'm trying to see the name of it here. It's the Moon Ridge Farm was a local farm that they have, the FDA went in and culled all of their chickens, claiming that their chickens were, had COVID after doing a PCR test on the chickens. This is getting very serious And it's not something to take lightly in any sense of the word. Let me just play a short piece here from, let me see how long it is. We'll play it after the prayer because it's going to push us into prayer time. We'll play a short piece from, from Tucker Carlson. But this is getting to be really important to appreciate what they're in the process of doing. We are in a time right now when as we push for the center of truth and, and it's really I've talked about this a long time. I mean, these people are evil and they're in control of everything. So if there's any thought that they won't do anything possible to make people suffer to keep their their power, then 
people have been deluding themselves. And that's one of the reasons that I have been so critical of the way that the Q movement has progressed because they're still wrapped up and waiting for a sudden savior and the it's coming. I mean, literally, I read some garbage over the weekend where they're, like, they're projecting now that they understand that the date's going to be 11-2 whenever it's all going to happen. And I'm like, come on, this is getting stupid. I mean, we <laughs> I, if I was, they've got somebody's got to be having a fun time with this. It's like, watch this. I'm going to put a number inside of a balloon and I'm going to let them decode it. And it's going to lead them to think that it's two more years out. And then two more years after that, you're going to end up with these gray-headed old Q people sitting there going, it's coming, it's coming. I've been waiting all my life. It's coming. I'll, I'll tell you. I, and just for the Q folks, just this one more time. Everybody knows you never go full retard. You went full retard, man. Never go full retard. There, that's it right there. Don't go full retard. Because the whole deal is right now that it is – a time when we have to make a difference in, and our food supply is going to be a big issue. This is how they're going to squeeze people. And if you are not taking care of your own supplies at home, stocking up for a minimum of six months, I think a year is better at this point and getting your neighbors involved. I had great news over the weekend that one of my neighbors has been watching what I've been doing in the, in the backyard in our small area back here, like just under a quarter acre. And She's been so inspired that they're tearing up a whole part of their backyard right now and starting a garden. I mean, that's fantastic news for me. That's the sort of things I just love to hear. And that's what everybody needs to be doing. It's um, We have got to be in a place where people are growing their food, stocking up, and making connections community-wise. Find a local source of beef. Find a local source of meat. Find a local source for eggs. Find a local source of milk. And it's essential, you know, and that's once we start to do that, you're breaking from their control over you and do everything you can to downsize and to, and to reduce debt. Just everything you possibly can, because these people are reckless and ruthless, let me tell you. And they will do they will stop at nothing. All right, Patriots, it's 11 minutes after the hour. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today very humbled and focused after a beautiful week and a celebration of his rising. And so, Lord, we just pray today as we sit here, just the, the continued awakening of, to truth that's around people. There is so much deception going on and so much hand puppetry going on. The deeper and closer we get to understanding how complex and how much of an illusion this world is that we've been in and how criminal these people are that have been running it, the more that these sorts of there's the more that the threats emanate against us and the more that the distractions are put, put upon us. Lord, you know, we just pray as well today that the politicians will have their tongues tied. that They can be forced to start speaking the truth and cease to speaking any more lies. We just pray that this intercession can come upon every person in the political sphere that is openly and knowingly pushing this injection, openly and knowingly denying the crisis of food, openly and knowingly denying the level of draconian measures that are sitting here just on the back end to try to force people to comply. And we just force it, pray that they will be compelled in, in a way natural or unnatural to them, that they will have to speak truths and they can no longer hide behind lies and twist lies to twist people. 
We pray for the unveiling of truth in the biggest and most massive of ways. No matter what the consequence on the emotions of people, it is time, Lord, that we have truth put before everybody. Let the truth reign in, in their hearts. Let the truth be placed before them so they can't deny. We have people tearing down signs defending Disney as an entity that's not somehow not an empire for pedophilia, yet we know it's an empire for pedophilia. We have people in such denial right now trying to promote the idea of banning the Bible or banning God. You're you, Lord, banning you from our world. What This insanity has to stop. And we're holding the line. There's no question. But we need a, an intercession of a place where there can be no more deception that will stick. That people will have to see these people, see truly who is speaking the lies and who they truly are to reveal their hearts to the world to reveal their deceit to the world, to, to reveal their treachery to the world so that they cannot hide there anymore. We pray for this sort of shredding of the illusions that can keep, the, that keep so many in the dark. Father, we are in a time right now that the urgency to prepare and, and set aside provisions for ourselves and for our others is, has never been more pressing. We pray for those that are wandering in these fields of political nonsense and illusions of great saviors are going to be coming in on a white horse of some fashion. We need to be focused, Father, on this immediacy that you've placed upon us and the immediacy and urgency of preparing. We know that there's going to be a great deal of tasking placed upon us no matter how this plays out. There is no shortcut to the cycles of cutting out food and recovering. And yet here we are. And people are blindly walking down, worried about a mask worried about compliance to certain mandates the government's illegally put upon us, worried about whether what right that they can give away next so that they can keep their life the way it is. Lord, we need a shaking, a shaking of this world in such a way that people cannot avoid the truth. And we're ready for that shaking. Let the, let the earth tremble with truth. Let the illusions collapse and let those of the deceiver, the deceivers just be revealed for all to see. Father, we continue to pray for the strength of all those that are walking with you in their heart to know that this is a time that we must stand, that we must never bow, that we must press in deep into this fight. We pray, Lord, for this sort of strength that will command a presence wherever we are, to see that light of Christ flow through us in such a commanding way that people will be drawn to it, to seek it, to want to know where they can find and accomplish that so that we can then be able to direct them on that path towards you and they can then make that choice to begin climbing that narrow path. Father, we it is a sad statement coming out of a beautiful weekend like this when we see still the depth of corruption in humanity, the ease in which Lucifer can tease people over with promises of material things and easy lifestyles. And so, Father, this, this darkness that's here, we just continue to pray that there can be a shaking to strip away this idea of ease and comfort and simplicity and as if the state, as if the, the hand of the government owes people something, that as if it's there to make life easy. We just pray that this whole nonsense can be dispelled. We're truly in a crisis of morality in our world. We're in a crisis of morality in this nation. And the only way through this is to see this old system revealed and ultimately destroyed. 
And we know that with you, with you behind us, that we can do this, that we can stand boldly in front of this and make our actions to make a breakaway and step away from all of it and let it fall. But we also know that there's going to be many people that are lost, wandering, panicked, afraid. And that's unfortunately opportunity for evil. That's when it settles in the most and the quickest. So, Father, we just continue to pray for our strength and our, our mightiness to really proclaim the idea and strength of what it is in this world to be, to seek and have dominion over evil, to crush snakes and step on scorpions, to have that within us, to know that we can accomplish that and even greater things than Christ himself, as said by Christ to us. So, Father, just hear our hearts, hear us truthfully as we put ourselves before you. Hear our, our openness to accept the responsibilities of a nation to carry that burden, to, and we pray for the mercy of this nation for healing. And we pray that we can be there for the many, that as this shaking happens, as this truth gets revealed, that we can be there as a helping hand to guide them to the place where o- the only true joy that they can find in this world, that love through Christ and to you, Father. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. A lot of challenges that we face, and right now the most pressing is food. Take a listen to this three minutes and 36 seconds from Tucker Carlson. Wait to hear what's about to happen to fertilizer, which is the basis of food. Turns out Russia does, doesn't simply supply energy to the entire world. It is a major supplier of every crop nutrient farmer need. That means thanks to American and European sanctions, your grocery bill is about to get much, much bigger. Ben Rinchy is an expert on the subject. He owns and runs the Blue Diamond Farming Company in Iowa. He farms more than 16,000 acres in the state. So again, he would know. Ben Rinchy joins us tonight. Ben, thanks so much for coming on. It's embarrassing how little most people know about fertilizer, where it comes from, what it means. But tell us the implications of this well, sanctions. Soaring food, fertilizer prices are likely to break spike food prices. If you're upset that gas is up a dollar or two a gallon, wait till your grocery bill is up a thousand dollars a month. And it might not just manifest itself in terms of price; it could be quantity as well. Empty shelf syndrome may just be starting. I, I'm sorry. I just want to make sure I heard you correctly. Up a thousand dollars a month? I mean that. Sure. You know, the price of growing my crops or the major crops of corn, soybeans, wheat, rice, cotton are up 30 to 40 percent. They are on my farm, and most of that is fertilizer. Nitrogen prices are up three times from the last crop we put in. Phosphorus and potassium have doubled. Uh, the planting season in the northern hemisphere is just weeks away. There's no miracle technology that can cut that in half or a third. Uh, it's a pretty fixed formula. For me to grow an acre of corn on my farm, I need 200 pounds of nitrogen, 200 pounds of phosphorus, and 100 pounds of potash. We just, it's going to be hard how this plays out. Will farmers switch to other crops that produce less? We're certainly not going to literally pour on the groceries to grow this crop. I mean, it's only food. I mean, is this an, is this an, are you saying this is an essential product for people? Well, it pretty much is, and there's some pretty likely culprits on this. As you detailed, uh, you know, the number one thing is natural gas. It's the key stock of most fertilizer inputs, especially ammonium fertilizer inputs. But then we've got supply chain woes that came from the pandemic, a few hurricanes that knocked down some supply sources. But what's really 
affecting us, the things that could have been prevented, the ESG things. This could kind of be described as the food crisis of the Green New Deal. Um, To elaborate, policies that have made us more dependent on foreign energy, uh, energy plants that have been decommissioned from other power sources and transitioned to natural gas and thus competing against the fertilizer input stocks, Uh, Wall Street taking an uh, activist investor role, Uh, with uh, strategic plant closures. But the kingpin in this, the worst part for a farmer, is this action that's been taken by the International Trade Commission. Tariffs that they put in place creating monopolies that we can't buy uh, from friendly parties that have a third of the supplies. It's it's so crazy. I I can't think of a segment that's bothered me more than what you just said. Um, Ben Rinchy, I hope you'll come back. Um, I sure would like to. Greater length. I hope that you will. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. You're welcome. A man who farms 16,000 acres knows what he's talking about. Yeah, and they kind of do when they when they're out here farming 16,000 acres or 80 acres or one acre. We can all see it's coming, and it's not a joke. But too many people are still in denial. I'm I'm surprised, in fact, at the number of people that are reaching out to me, shocked at the beginning at the realization of what is coming. The idea that suddenly the syst- these people are engineering a food crisis is a new perspective for many. And I, I have to be honest, these are people that I respect a lot. And yet they have had their eyes so closed and so buried into the politics or the threat of Ukraine, the fake one. All of this nonsense, they're missing exactly what's happening. This thing has been a, a coup since December or November 4th. And it's since then they have just continued to seize power. And while we can say all day long that, oh, you know, the, the white hats are doing this or you want to believe that there's tribunals going on here or there, maybe there are. And there's obviously a lot of evidence that something's going on behind the scenes. But let's get very real. Farmers aren't planting. Fields are going fallow. Costs of farming is going up. The dollar is declining. Now, people can believe whatever they want in terms of the dollar being reset to gold or to some form of a CBDC or whatever. But the one thing you can't change with the switch flip of a digital switch is food. The food resources that it will take to get this country through over the next three to five years are not in the ground, and they're not they're being cold for that matter. You don't replace whole flocks of chickens, millions of chickens overnight. You don't replace millions of pigs overnight. You don't replace a shortage of beef overnight. There's no shortcut here. And so here we are. You know, this is interesting because we haven't followed a Sabbath. We haven't followed a six-year, seven-year cycle. We've never given the land a rest. We've never honored God. I would be very prepared for a long cycle here. And this is going to be very real to me. It's going to be a situation where food shortages is going to become a name, the word that we've never heard talked of in this country, the word famine, just like we didn't expect to speak of pedophiles in the public space. It's now here. You can expect to hear the word famine become part of the vocabulary and vernacular in the United States. We have a responsibility, each and every one of us, 
plant, get seeds, plant, get seeds. And stock up on food because there's going to be a time everybody's going to be called upon and we're going to have to help each other. We're not going to get through this alone. And it isn't a situation of bunkering up and stacking your your bunker with cans of tuna. This is a very real issue. So I hope it's I hope people are moving on it. I'm working on I told you one of the things I'm working on for neighborhood kits, and I'll I've identified some a a source for some of this, and I'll share it when as soon as I get it finalized. But small packets of seeds, a full variety, and a Bible. That's going to be going to be my emergency packet for neighbors. Because there's going to need to be a lot of that. And we're going to have to be ready to hand that out and make that part of getting them back on their feet. People are going to be fall short. And when they do, they're going to be turning to someone else going, well, can you help me out? And it's like, we can help you get through a short period, but they have to start digging in and doing the hard work. And that means tearing up your lawn, tearing up your backyard, going to build a garden. Those are hard hours of work. But that's the only way we're going to get through this. Patriots, on that note, that's a pretty good note, actually. I think so anyway. We will, actually, let me, before we close, I'm going to play a really cool piece, totally unrelated to this, but I thought it was worth considering, especially coming out of the weekend. Take a listen to this. The enigmatic Shroud of Turin is one of the most fiercely debated pieces of archaeologic evidence in the history of the human story. Is it the burial cloth of Jesus of Nazareth, or is it an elaborate and clever medieval forgery? Let's take a look at the top five pieces of evidence that support the legitimacy of this ancient artifact. Number five, dead men keep their eyes open. So in order to keep the eyes of the dead man closed, weights would often be placed on their eyelids. And in this case, the weights that were used were Roman coins minted by the government of Pontius Pilate in the years 29 AD to 32 AD, exactly the time of the crucifixion. Number four, there is actual human blood on the shroud and not just any blood, the blood of a dead man. A dead man with the rarest blood type, AB, which only approximately 1% of the population has. And this blood was loaded with bilirubin, which is why the blood on the shroud stayed red and didn't turn brown or black. But why, you ask, would there be high levels of bilirubin in this blood? Check this out. Hyperbilirubin, a physiologic phenomenon that happens when the victim is highly traumatized leading up to the time of his death. Which means that if the shroud was a forgery, the forger would have had to torture someone to death and then use that blood. Number three, the date of the shroud. In 1988, a research team conducted carbon dating on the shroud, and quick to dismiss it as a forgery, the team determined that the shroud was made in the 1300s. However, many researchers do not trust these results, claiming that the part of the shroud used for the test was damaged in a fire in the 1500s. And in 2013, scientists at the University of Padua in Italy conducted a new dating test on the shroud, and the result of the test dates the shroud from between 300 BC and 400 AD, the average being 50 AD, exactly the time of the crucifixion. Number two, plant material found on the cloth. An analysis of the botanical materials found on the shroud places the burial of the man on the shroud to precisely the area of Jerusalem using a technique known as polarized image overlay botanist Avi Dannon of the Hebrew University of Jerusalem discovered pollen and plant material on the shroud that is only found in the area where Jesus was crucified. In fact, the plant that Dannon discovered that was used to create the famous crown of thorns 
only blooms in that area and only blooms between the months of March and May. When is Easter again? Number one, the properties of the image on the shroud. To this day, science has no idea what kind of technology was used to imprint this image onto the shroud. There was no paint used, and it appears to have been burned onto the cloth with some kind of radiation. Some kind of radiation that created a negative image? A negative 3D image. So what do you believe? Is this artifact proof of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus of Nazareth? Or some brilliantly executed medieval forgery? I'll leave you with that to think about. I love this whole thing. I like watching them try to denounce deny everything they can anytime Christ gets into the discussion. This is just a really good piece of putting it in perspective. All right, Patriots, have a very blessed day. I'll see you tonight for Bards FM. By the way, there's uh, Dr. Artis is going to be on this week. It looks like Thursday and Friday, which would be great. And I'm also going to be having Mark Baker on, who is a fantastic organic gardener, has a small farm out of Michigan. He's going to be on Wednesday night. So it's going to be a good week of shows. So we're going to be rocking it, bringing the truth, and uh, time to get ourselves buckled up and ready. We all got to be farmers again. <laughs> all right, Patriots, have a blessed day. I'll see you tonight. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent. Always press into the fight. Prayers right now are super important. Make sure you keep your prayers up. Seek that knowledge that God's reaching out. Listen to the directions he leads you. Everybody has got a pipeline right to God, and he's talking big and boldly. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we have a place in this, in this time, in this place, for such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. See you tonight. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered 
by those who move forward. And so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. 